Euh, dites donc, Nadej, euh, comment aviez-vous recruté le nouveau si rapidement la dernière fois Bah, LinkedIn. Ah bon, parce que là, j'ai besoin de toute urgence d'un ingénieur en IA. Alors, où est-ce qu'on peut le trouver Bah, LinkedIn. Mais j'ai pas le temps de voir mille candidats, moi. Comment on va faire Bah, LinkedIn. Bah, 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 bah. Vu l'urgence, vous êtes vraiment confiante, Nadej Bah, oui. Avec 8 personnes recrutées par minute sur LinkedIn, pour tous vos recrutements, il y a, bah, LinkedIn. Pour en savoir plus, rendez-vous sur linkedin.com slash je recrute. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars for the last time this year. Well, here we are, the last show of the year of 2020. Yeah. Um, well, what, a, what? Well, this has been the year for the podcast, hasn't it? Hasn't been, it? Yeah. Everyone's got a podcast now. Um, we're not special. No, we're not special, but, you know, we hang in there. <laughs> um, this will be, I can't remember, is this the, it's like the 37th episode we've done? Possibly 38th, because there was an episode zero, which I idiotically forgot about. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So whatever the episode number, there's actually one more. But that's by the by. No one really cares. Um, but we made it this far. <laughs> And um, I'd like to say a thank you. I'd like to say thank you to everybody who um, has listened to it and or kind of name checked us uh, to say how much they've enjoyed the the podcasts. We get some really lovely heartwarming messages saying you've kept me sane, which I do find quite hard to believe, given the amount of absolute toss yeah. we've been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be the last thing I would expect us to do. Yeah. I thought I was sane and then I heard you talking and I started to believe that I was losing my mind. Yeah. Um, would be more, I would imagine, the way things would go. But, um, but no, it's nice. It's nice to hear that in some small way we have contributed to entertaining people. Lifted during, the load. During the year. It's been a bit weird this year, but um, there we go. I'm actually recording this from my um, spare room slash office. And because mm. I haven't been up here for three or four days, I turned the heating off. And I realised just before re um, recording this with you, oh, no, I haven't put the heating on. So I've come up here with a Christmas jumper over a Christmas jumper. And <laughs> I've got I've gotten quite... <laughs> like a turducken of Christmas jumper. And, and I've got quite a large coat on. So I, I do... What? Feel, yeah, I feel like, a bit like I could be one of the lesser-known E17 singers... <laughs> Do, doing doing stay now, and I've, stay now. Stay, but I'm, I think I said this last year to you. I'm convinced they they're saying stayner. It just says stayner, <laughs> stayner, stayner. And, and in the video, one of them is crouching in a very suspicious way. You know, like they, they've sort of soiled their gusset. <laughs> what? And the other three are pointing at him and going stayner. Oh, one it's of them very chocolate logging. One of them is chocolate logging, and he's the other a one's a stainer. <laughs> he's just saying, look at him, look at Tony, what a stainer. He's gone, oh, does anyone want a Brussels sprout smoothie? Yeah, yeah, go on, give it, <laughs> give it to give it. Stainer, oh no, he sneezed mm. and he just ever so slightly damaged his gusset. Ah. And, ah. and that's what I always think about that song, although it is a great Christmas song, I believe. Yeah. Some terrible um, clothes in the video, but apart from that, I let it off. I tell you what, before while I, while I was um, waiting for us to start recording, I uh, was just just dicking around because I thought, oh, it's going to be our Christmas episode. This, I wonder if I can put some sleigh bells on top of our normal music 
And? Um, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, oh. like, I'll be honest, because I just found a loop of sleigh bells, and obviously they, they were, they just didn't, they were the, the wrong um Oh, well, if you'd tempo. let me know, I've got I've got one on the tree. I could have brought it up and given it a jingle. Oh, oh, oh live sleigh bells! Yeah, see, I just got a yeah. I got a loop. I got a pre-recorded loop, but I'll I'll try it again. So, um, if you're listening to this now and the show opened with some sleigh bells over the, <laughs> the music, you'll know that I managed to do that. If it doesn't, ignore all of this. But this obviously, is so we. Slick. we we record. It only occurred to me. This is how fucking professional we are. I, it only occurred to me like two weeks ago. I suddenly thought, um, we do that opening thing where we go, you know, this sniff and sniff, and, and this week we talk about, it, and then we say something. And I was like, mm. do, do, do people know that we record that at the end, and then I drop it on the beginning later, uh, or, or do they think we do it live and it's all one thing? In which case, it, it sort of suggests that we plan what we're talking about. And I suddenly thought, oh no. Because we, we never very much plan don't plan what we're talking about, and right. I would hate to give that impression. So, um, yeah, I, I, I might be overthinking this, but this was—I feel like we're having a production meeting now, but we're accidentally—it's it's the show. I as feel well, a little so. bit like we're having a production meeting. No, we don't plan it. People think we script this, um, and Jeez. believe me. We don't. In <laughs> fact, sometimes we don't know anything until we press record, do we? We haven't no, said anything. Well, about honest, this, <clears throat> this week, looking at my little document of things that I want to talk to you about, and I've got nothing except I've noted down a, a little fact that I'm going to share at the end that's Christmas relevant, and then that's it. All I've got is, um, is <laughs> st- still got fizzy yogurt written there. I'm not deleting it until I've figured it out, so that's still there. Um, and then uh, I've got your... What did I send to you in the middle of the night that I wanted to talk about? Well, you last week you tantalisingly mentioned the Network Q VHS porn collection, and was it, was that right? Am I getting it right? Oh yeah. And then didn't so I feel like we have to pick up that discarded yeah. avenue of filth. <laughs> it was a guy that I met a couple of weeks ago, and who used to work many years ago for Vauxhall in the early nineties when I think they first they first. Um, computerized their used car network so you could search he said this is when you could search for whatever car you wanted in whatever deal and you could say oh yeah you're looking for a white astra yeah we've got one um we can get it to you uh to, to this dealer for a hundred pounds for you to look at which you're in are you interested yeah. anyway he said oh um but of course we used to have uh, our own we used to have our own database um there was a bloke I actually can't remember the guy's name. I think it was something like Grotty John, <laughs> and and <laughs> gr- gr- Grotty Grotty John used to apparently in in this in this in this Vauxhall dealership, he ran he ran his own private um, adult film VHS library, what? and it was it was. It was a cub. It was like a cupboard or a filing cabinet, and it had a booking in and out system. And so that oh every, every it, it was it was it was free to to all the workers, but you had to obviously make sure that you would book things in and out. And it was very methodical. Yeah, apparently it was a thing. And I said I couldn't stop laughing because I just thought you know imagine if Foxhall actually offered this as a network. <laughs> you go you go in to buy yourself a, a Calibra and you end up with I don't know Fantastic Twats Volume Five. But um, yeah, it was uh, it's just brilliant. So um, I thought that, that that's 
with the dawning of um, with the internet, that's just all dissolved, hasn't it? And yeah, I yeah, said to the true. guy, I said, "Do you still keep in touch with this bloke, whatever his was, Grotty John or whatever his name was?" He goes, "Oh no, I've wondered what what became of him," and I'm thinking. Does he still have the the library? Is it like a stillborn library? It just sits in a loft, or is it? Uh... Maybe it's been donated to. You know, like there's um, there, there is or was a national TV museum in um, Bradford, maybe. Oh and yes, maybe somewhere like that. You know, a museum of of yeah. media. Yeah. Um, BAFTA, maybe. I know that BAFTA in in central London has just they've just refurbished their premises, and perhaps oh, there's definitely room. You know, they for could the have a sort of a lovely grot library, a grot library in there. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the Ian McKellen room where uh, you can have functions and so on. And this is a an old steel filing cabinet full of bongo vids, which uh, you'll notice has got a sticker. Of a Nova SRI on the front of it, so that's, oh. that's a lovely little artifact. Oh, and he did say actually. He said um, he said one day they played a trick on one of the workers. He said, "Oh, I've um, I've got a day off tomorrow, and um, um, my wife's my wife's going to be at work, so I'm just going to spend the whole day watching adult videos." And he booked a couple. He booked a few out. Oh what God. they did is, what they, the the workers looked at what he was booking out, and they apparently changed. All of the videos for um, Astra promo videos. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that he put the video in the cassette player. It was just talking about the aspirational new voxel Astra when, when he had his perhaps had his trousers down by his ankles, which they thought he came in the the, um, the day after the, the the week after and was apparently blue in the face, furious that they completely <laughs> wasted his opportunity. <laughs> I, just, I, I mean, there's an awful lot to take in on this but is, mainly the is. idea that salesmen would pop in and go yeah I'm just taking the keys to the blue Carlton if that's alright and also um, yeah I'll have mega boob 7 while I'm here please uh, and you go, yeah it's no problem mate no problem what was his name Grotty what sorry not Grotty John I, well, Grotty that, John his code name was Grotty John <laughs> code name <laughs> <laughs> oh man there was a video there was a VHS that was sort of passed around our school year of uh, one of the Emmanuel movies, so I've not, still never watched <clears throat> one. I don't. Think. Well, I mean, that's you know, that's very much your, your soft core end of the pornographic market, but it's you know, porn nonetheless. And um, I mean, it was you know the way that VHSs used to get very sort of crackly, fuzzy because they just the tape would start or to just wear out. overrun. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. This poor tape had just been passed around, but also it was labelled. It had a. I can't remember what it was labelled. It was like labelled some sort of documentary or something, very bland, so that if your parents found it, they would it didn't it didn't say smut on the spine. Oh no, it said case. Police Academy Three. Yeah, exactly. But I mean there's yeah. always that's a high risk strategy because there's always a danger that someone will find it and go, Oh, Police Academy Three, I don't think I've seen that one. I'm just gonna pop it on. Oh it's Oh no. I I always thought that you have to tre- tread so carefully, don't you, with the um Yeah. With what 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 film you are going to replace its name with in case it's got to be uninteresting to everybody hmm. well everybody. I mean yeah. Network Q used car sales training video volume 7 or something would probably <laughs> do quite nicely if you if you wanted to really put people off the scent I don't know maybe some people are highly aroused by 
uh, in-house used car scheme. I have to say, if, I would love to have watched an original Senator prom- promotional uh, video. I don't know if such a thing exists. I'm sure it does. Oh, they did. I mean, a lot of this stuff much. is online now. It's on YouTube because um, definitely of course. I've the seen Jackie Austin Stewart, Rover and Ford the stuff Jackie on Stewart there. Scorpio yeah. or whatever it was that we, we found was just amazing. The Jackie Stewart and uh, Frank Boff. Yes. The recently yes. deceased Frank Boff. Yeah. What was... Oh, you've reminded me. What was that DM that I got sent on by, by a, a listener on um, Instagram that I forwarded to you? Because it was really oh. funny. Yeah. Um, About a on. car that they bought. Um, I've got to dig it out. It's here. It's the uh, G- underscore Jimny. It's the underscore Jimny. He's, he's, oh. he's, he's, he owns a, a Jimny, but he's been talking oh. about Jim, Jimny mods and things um, mm-hmm. with me via DM. But he did put... Um, um, sh- sh- thanks for all the things you guys have been doing this year. Shout out to Rich with the podcast. I listen to it on my run, and I always end up laughing as I go. I did. I, how, how do people listen? To, I mean, I, I on can't a run, listen to I spoken word on a run. And certainly, no, if I, I can't. think it's something that might amuse me. Which um, it, it just be no. Yeah, I need something aggressive. Or, or yeah, I, 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 we talked about this before because I, yeah, I like uh, there's a certain sort of tempo of music that's about right for running, and it's and I've realised I, I had a I had a sort of shuffly playlist on, and, and um, holding out for a hero by Bonnie Tyler came on, and that is that's too, too fast, too. That's fast. too much. It's because someone someone's accidentally tweaked the tempo. They've pressed it three three too many times on the keyboard. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just going, it's going off on one. Why is that? Off. Why is that LCD display say 170? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, let's just do it. Just it's insane and the other thing the original version of that song um uh the, certainly the one that i've got somewhere on a playlist that crops up occasionally it it, it it's like they can't figure out how to turn off all the machines either at the oh, end it just keeps on much. going way too much it it's, really it's is a, and there's, and there's sort of someone going over the top of it but it's can it's you turn that machine off no pull the plug out i don't want to do that it's like the night after a house party, a really big one, and everyone's just asleep and bedraggled and things are all broken, but in the corner there might be a, a drum machine that's just been left going... It's the soundtrack to the night that no-one's remembered. Yeah, anyway, so the message this bloke... He said, I nearly chipped in with an interesting idea to chat about cars with dodgy past owners. I somehow managed to buy a Rover 75 V8 off Stuart Hall when he got sent to prison. Was a bit of a lame story off the independent garage in Wilmslow, where you're from, aren't you, Rich? Yeah, and I, off the independent garage in Wilmslow. I'm trying to think which one that is. And and his, and his name, and I thought they were fibbing, but then his name was on the V5 when the car came. Um, I guess that must have been the reason it was so cheap. I managed to sell that on for three grand more than I paid after two years. <laughs> Not bad, eh? There you go, Rover 75 V8. No, that's, Ding, that's a rare I mean, groove. Yeah. Um, I seem to remember that during the during the time I lived in Wilmsley that Stuart Hall um, used to be seen around in a Cadillac at some points. Cadillac of course STS. he did. Um, uh, I d- what a... I, a friend of mine's uncle owned um, an ex-Rolf Harris Mercedes one two four. Was that I the one that had it got like a signed sun visor or something? It did. Yes, it had the kangaroo and his name on the sun visor. Yeah, which once and would have been highly prized, and then suddenly it's like he he gets busted and 
goes to prison has, has and to quickly sell it yeah yeah that's not suddenly an attractive feature on any car but um, no no um, anyway um yeah exactly I, bit, i'm desperately searching for the the exit from this roundabout of celebrity pedophilia oh, let's just go back maybe. to e17 okay um, stainer stainer <clears throat> brussels sprout pat sprout with gusset trousers <laughs> i um i was I've, I've once again had quite a lot of coffee and i i was saying i was on the phone to a mate earlier on and i said oh, i'm a bit <laughs> i'm a bit giddy on coffee and I realised that Gideon Coffee sounds like someone who takes you through the middle of the night on Jazz FM. Oh, I, he he's... I'm Gideon Coffee. He's... Taking you through to 6am here on Jazz FM. Gideon Coffee, you know, Gideon so he's Coffee. always listening to a lot of Herb Alpert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's well into yeah, all that. Yeah, he's a really cool guy, but somehow he can't get the break. He just He's forever on the graveyard slot, and they, I don't know why. That's because he smokes in the studio when he's been explicitly <laughs> told not to. But he says, well, because it's three in the morning and there's no one around, and he's found a way to just... Um, <laughs> disable to, to, the smoke just Disable all the smoke. He just lights one up and <laughs> seals the doors and just goes, I'm just going to live and breathe the, the moment, man. The station oh, yeah, controller is calling him and go, Gideon, we've had complaints from the breakfast show again that Absolutely uh, the studio stinks. smells very smoky this morning when they started. Okay, just knock it off. Yeah. Uh, speaking, as we sort of seem to have done a few times on the podcast about DJs and being surprised at what they look like, I watched... Do you know that infamous performance of Blue Monday that you ordered it on top of the Pops where they played it all live? even though there was no requirement to do that whatsoever. Everyone mimed on top of the pops back then, you know. They did, Cause yeah. Because it, it was the early 80s. And um, But New Order went, no, we always play live. Whenever we play, we play live. And I, I think Bernard Sumner, lead singer, had said, well, we don't have to. And the rest of the band went, no, we do. That's one of the things. That's when you order, we always play live. And so he was overruled because they were quite democratic back then. And they played, <laughs> even though all of the machines were quite, temperamental and <laughs> it's and you know and the studio They're wasn't trouble, set well. up yeah well that's the thing all those all those old keyboards and and drum machines and things you know they were quite they were quite fragile and they didn't sync up very well you know this was pre-midi when musical instruments suddenly started talking to each other properly it was like it was it was all a bit heath robinson and top of the pops wasn't set up for live performance so you know the, the um, audio mixing was pretty shitty. It's terrible. I mean, it's brilliantly terrible. It's great. Okay. You should go and watch it on YouTube. But the reason I, I bring this up is because I watched it on YouTube uh, yesterday, and the uh, the performance is introduced by um, I can't remember his name. The DJ who actually does the talking, but he's standing next to him silently. Is um, Steve Wright looking very rat faced? As he did in the 80s. Oh, he did have quite a ratty face. A yeah. really ratty face. Reactor lights and rat face. That's that's Steve Wright's look from that era. Oh, a dub double R. Yeah. Rea I don't like reactor lights. Can I just no. say that? I think they're, they're, they were a good invention, but they don't suit anybody. No. <laughs> Can I, I'm sorry, but they just don't. And no, they don't. As someone that used to wear glasses, I would go the extra mile and I'd order 
I'd order um, subscription sunglasses and just have some subscription sunglasses. Subscription, sorry, prescription sunglasses. Yes, I used to get. If your sorry. payments lapse, does that only become clear? <laughs> oh, now I'm blinded by the sun. Subscription, yeah, you know, it's one of those things where you, one of those adverts where it's like you you get one piece sent through the post every couple of weeks, and <laughs> you put put together your ultimate subscription sunglasses. And it's just really convenient. There's there's eight hundred issues, and they're they're, they're seven pounds each. <laughs> 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 and, 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 and all year you're trying to get enough parts for this fucking pair of sunglasses which oh, you need you man. needed months ago who yeah, does, well, i was gonna say who does those things that with because but funny enough a friend of mine or someone you know as well i won't name him because but it, it, he did the james bond db5 one where what? you get a little piece of an aston martin with a magazine every week i mean it must have cost him like 90 grand he could have had one hand carved out of fucking it ivory just, for that. It's, but yeah, so I was going to say who you? does those, but people must do. I know someone who did. It's it's um, people. It's just people who are worse at maths than me. <laughs> and I didn't. And there's not that many people, I don't think, who just gone. I think I know what. Yeah, I could just go out and buy a really nice Tamiya radio controlled kit and have it delivered for about 150 pounds and have it within two days. No. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait seven months. There's going to be bits missing, and it's costing me 600 quid for something definitely worse that I I could have told was going to be worse the minute I read the brief. They go, yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, it's great. I'm, absolutely, yeah. I'm absolutely cool. Oh, and with I that. get a flimsy magazine as well. Yeah, great. Thanks. It's like uh, buying a second-hand jigsaw, which is really intricate, and then only finding out at the end that there's three pieces that got flushed down a toilet many years ago. <laughs> You're never going to find them. Or taking home a VHS cassette of um, <clears throat> an Astra promotional video <laughs> when you're expecting to see skin. Yeah, um, driving home for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I just can't wait to see their faces. They're all arguing. They're all on their devices. Driving home for Christmas. For Christmas. Yeah. yeah, nobody uh, looks up to say hi to Dad because they're all on their fucking devices. I listened to that song yesterday. Or I heard it. And um, it's really jazzy, isn't it? I love it. Yeah. Do you know, I don't get bored of it. I can hear it. I can probably hear it four or five times a day at the moment. And I'm just really? not bored of it. Yeah, just, it's just the brushes on the drums are nice. Mm. And it's the piano. Bing, the piano is very, bing, bing, very it's jazzy. bright. It's a bright song. Mm. And even though you know Chris Rea is probably smoking while singing it, it's okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. He's... <laughs> <laughs> Well, he probably uh, is, isn't he? He hasn't even bothered to extinguish for Christmas. Carton of B and H, the full two hundred. Yeah, I see that song uh, uh, is one of many Christmas songs that just still to this day, more than twenty years down the line, gives me a massive flashback to working in Next at Christmas. Because uh, what used to happen back in the day? Again, God, we, this is full. Tell us more about obsolete tape formats granddad because we used to get sent through tapes cassette tapes in the post from head office yeah and there was a tape machine in a cupboard in the in the branch and every month you got a new tape of music and the policy was you put the new tape on but you were allowed to then rotate with um tapes from the previous months up to i think you're supposed to do sort of like you're allowed the last previous two 
months or something. I guess maybe there's a PRS reason as well, which we, people used to do because they get sick of the same tape on loop. But then Christmas would come around and the Christmas tape would arrive and with some horror, the envelope with the Christmas tape would be opened in about the first week of November. And the policy oh, really? was you had to put... Yeah, there's a point at which you had to put the Christmas tape on and then you were supposed to just play the Christmas tape. And sometimes we didn't and we would slip in one of the normal tapes just to give ourselves a break but if the area manager came by and he heard that you weren't playing Christmas music by the start of December I think there'd be trouble um, and as a consequence I just and there's only so many Christmas songs it's a finite number of Christmas songs that are deemed acceptable to play in shops it's true that isn't it but the, but the I feel like the um the scope broadens by the year because there's another there's another Christmas song prob- probably becomes over 10 years old and so it's settled into the community a bit and it's allowed yeah yeah, yeah. I've noticed yeah. that as I've got a bit older I've noticed some of the songs go oh yeah that's that's actually that's that's stood the test of time that one it's allowed in you it's know funny, the, the, the cold the Coldplay one that um well my wife will hate it but um she doesn't like any Coldplay music but um <laughs> She, I, I actually think it's a good Christmas song, and I think it probably is ten years old now. That song. Um, yeah, I think it's it, maybe it, so. It's bedded in. I think it's bedded in. It's seen. It's seen a, a bit of action. It's got a few memories latched onto yeah. it. So it's so allowed to be. It's, it's allowed, allowed to, to be, be on in the, list. the gang. Yeah, it's funny, isn't yeah. it? Because there's mm. a there's a great Christmas album by. Um, you know, do you know Ash? Remember the band Ash? I think it's still going actually. Yes, Tim Wheeler, um, Girl from Mars. Girl from Mars. Um, yes. Yeah, Tim Wheeler, the lead singer of Ash, and his then girlfriend, who uh, is a is a musician as well. She performs under the name Emmy the Great, and who is a really good singer and songwriter in her own right. But they got together. Well, when they were boyfriend girlfriend, they they made a Christmas album, and I think it's really good. And it's quite really? it's a little bit quirky, but it's not like madly strange or anything. It's got all the sort of requisite bits of Christmasiness, like sort of you know bells and shit and and it's really good there's one track in particular called home for the holidays which is sort of about that feeling you get when you go back to your parents um and see people you were at school with so it's a good sort of when you're in your 20s it's a particularly resonant song um and i'll always stick that on around christmas because it makes me feel christmasy but i once played it at home my wife just went what's this and I went, it's a christmas album she went no it's not but it is i mean it's actually a christmas <laughs> album it's all the songs reference christmas she's like no but it's not it's not a Christmas album but it is no it's not a Christmas album and it's the same thing she's like I don't know these songs so they are not admissible into the canon of Christmassy things and and that's what happens with Christmas music I think isn't it I think absolutely right and and, and we all know there's there's a couple of accidental Christmas songs isn't there that aren't strictly Christmas songs but they feel Christmassy enough and so they're allowed in yeah I, 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 I like Christmas songs I'm a big fan of the Jethro Tull one, which isn't played very often. It's still probably my favourite Christmas song. It's the very seventy. Yeah, I think it's mm. called uh, "Ring Out Solstice Bells." <laughs> it's br- but it's brilliant because there's a lot of echo kind of jazz flute in it, which is not the most Christmassy. <laughs> there's, there's not the most um, Christmassy on the face of it instrument. The the sort of overly energetic, breathy flute, however. However, no. I think it really works, and I play it a lot. And um, I, but I think it was one of those Christmas songs that when I first heard it, I probably didn't give it the time of day. And over the last twenty years, it's 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 worn it's worn, it's worn me down. You know, like a, an aggressive male duck 
trying to mate. <laughs> he's just kept chasing me and pecking me down, and I've got and I've got and one Christmas. I've just gone. I'll oh, go on then. Just go on. And, and I love the fact that every time Fairy Tale in New York comes on, my my kids, especially my daughter, would go, Daddy. Um, I know I, I know this is a Christmas song because I hear it every year, but but the man can't sing. <laughs> and I go, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I, th- I have to say, you're absolutely right. Um, he's, he's, he's a troubled man. And, I uh, sent you that clipping from, um, from Pop Bitch a few weeks ago d- d- where, it, where it records a sighting of, um, of Shane McGowan doing something that you've done. So I now am aware of two people who have drunk a whole pint of Bailey's. Oh gosh, yeah. Was no, that, that Christmas? Was, or was that New Year when you drank? That was. A pint that of was. Let me get this right. I'm pretty sure that was just before Christmas. Oh no, 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 no. That was. Um, that was New Year's Eve. It was New Year's Eve. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was New Year's Eve. Uh, well, I, did, I did it twice, but yeah, both times. <laughs> I, I remember. I did do it twice, and they were both New Year's Eve. Actually, one of them I didn't fall ill, and one of them I did. So, one of them I went for a walk in the garden. So, you know, you, you do drink that a pint of Bailey's. There's a fifty percent chance that you're going to bunder in someone's garden. That's, that's what statistically we can draw from that. I um, remember lying down, chatting to a bloke I didn't know about about this certain breed of aquarium fish with a bit of vomit <laughs> round my chin. Probably. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I was such an interesting man back then. Um, off, off of seventeen. The I was going to say the Christmas song that I always find a bit odd and possibly not a Christmas song, but somehow it is. I think it might actually have Christmas in the lyrics. Is um, uh, "Stop the Cavalry"? Yeah, Joan and Louis, which yeah, is basically my... about war. And it's yeah. quite a bleak song. I always think it's got like a sort of. It's got a, an um, it's jolly, but it's yeah. not jolly. It's really bleak and. You're absolutely right. The umpire is definitely disguising the somberness of the. Um, although it's my daughter's favourite Christmas song. Da, is da, 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 da. Yeah, it's her favourite Christmas song. Yeah. Um, the one that I find like a, is sort of like a. You know, sometimes there's things that smell bad, but you can't stop smelling them. Like. Uh, usually a dead mouse behind the fridge. That's the one I um, can't be doing with. Well, no, but do you. But do you know, like, sort of. I, I'll give you an example now don't be too repulsed by this but when you the smell of your wrist after you remove a leather watch strap oh and yes. it's an odd smell but there's something yes. compelling about it but at the same time you kind of go oh, oh yes it's kind of weird you like you, you yeah oh yeah it's both, it is, um, it's both yeah. horrible and intriguing um and i feel the same way about um christmas wrapping by the waitresses earwax <laughs> what well, earwax has an interesting smell. It's not pleasant, but it's it's not it's not quite repulsive either. Um, yeah, well, actually, sometimes you get do you get that smell when you sneeze. Like that snot actually has a smell. <laughs> you go, oh yeah, what it does. Was that? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, what, well, the Merry Christmas, is, everyone. Let's just talk about the smell of snot and skin. That song, that song by the waitresses, unnecessarily complicated bassline, but I love it. Um, that yeah. song's all about the bass. I just find it. I it's find it annoying, and yet I can't. I wouldn't turn it off in the way that I would turn off, say, my humps or something, because it's just absolute shit. I have but to. I, 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 I one song I am very bored of, and I don't want to hear it again. Is Elton John um, "Step Into Christmas"? Because uh, it just annoys me. I'm afraid. 
Has that been used on an advert, but with the words changed? Or I'm mean, I imagining that. Oh, I'm sure it has. I just feel like it's sort of. Uh, I've heard it going like step into Tesco, da 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 da, da and you go. Oh, probably. But maybe not. Maybe it's like it's like looking at a light bulb and looking away. I, I feel like, like the, I still see it. I like the one by. Um, is it? Um, oh, bollocks! I can't remember what it's called. I believe in Father Christmas by Greg Lake. Is it by Greg Lake? What, of Emerson Lake and Palmer. I think it's by off of Emerson Lake and Palmer. Yeah, it's a really good song. Hmm. There's, a, uh, there's it's, it's lyrically very interesting. Anyway, start, starting to feel like I'm, I mean I'm sitting here talking to you wearing two Christmas jumpers. I'm starting to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're currently the most Christmassy man in Britain, but um, I'm not. Yeah. I don't do a daily turkey or a daily <laughs> present opening ceremony because that would just be strange. Yeah, that's. I mean. You probably should talk to someone about that if that's the kind of thing you have to. Is that I, I wish it could be Christmas every day? No, you don't because first no, you of don't. all, the the novelty would wear off, and secondly, all the shops would be shut, and you'd eventually starve to death. So, careful what you wish for. No, no um, one wants it to be Christmas every day. I mean, what a no. stupid idea! Stupid. No. You'd have to play Sorry. a board game with your parents every day. <laughs> I've got time also, for that. You'd probably be at your parents' house uh, every day, every which day. means you'd effectively live at home with your parents again. Yeah. Is, that, is that what this song's all about? <laughs> Just going home and living with your parents again. <laughs> oh dear! Um, I do yeah, quite I was like say, going home to, to see my parents. Uh, it's usually not; it, it won't be on Christmas Day, but like a few days before, and then um, and I usually sleep under the Christmas tree. And I have to say, it gives me an incredible. What? Yeah, I do do it. I've done it many, many times over the like years. Like a cat, like a like a much longer, less hairy, more snorry cat. Yeah, right. I have a. I, I I get a. I get a like a thin mattress or a, um, just like an un, an unzipper sleeping bag with it. Put a duvet on, and I I will sleep under the Christmas tree next to the nativity, and I will leave the twinkling fairy lights on all night. And it feels very special. Sleeping under oh. a tree feels very special. Uh-huh. Yeah. What would you imagine that um, Roy Wood, out of Wizard, who wished it was Christmas every day, what do you imagine uh, that he would drive? Because I sort of know the answer to this, but I would, I would welcome your guesses. Well, I mean, you talking about Roy Wood when he got when he got enough money from being in the successful glam rock style band, or. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what. I, 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 let's, I mean, I'll let's obviously say Rolls Shadow because everyone of that era yeah. that was a musician drove a Rolls Royce Shadow. No, that's but. fair enough. Yeah, I, I bet he did. Uh, no, I'm going. All right. What would you imagine that Roy Wood was driving in 1998 when I <laughs> oh, saw him getting out of his car? 1998. Oh, it'd be great if it was a BMW Z1. Oh man! <laughs> hey, well, speaking as we were, oh, I was earlier on about New Order. Um, Bernard Sumner, the lead singer of New Order, had a had a Z1 for years. Did he? Yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's just pretty one cool. Of, one it's of one of your favorite bands as well, isn't it? One of my right? favorite bands and a car that I really like as well. So. You do? Yeah, you do but, like but Roy Woods, no, sadly not a Z1. That would have been incredible. A glam rock Z1, but no. I'm trying to think. Uh, it was a Voxel Omega estate. Oh, oh, was it? Was you, it? You're in the ballpark. I oh, mean, um, not a bug eye Scorpio. No. Okay. Um, it, what? it was. I'm now. I'm questioning my own memory, but I, I sort of at the same time I can see it quite vividly because when I worked at BBC Pebble Mill and, and our office at that point was on the ground floor, it was the old Pebble Mill at one studio that had been turned into an office, so it had floor to ceiling windows that looked out over the the front of the building and the um, the lawn before you got to the road, and there was a little access road where if you were you know a VIP, you were allowed to park your car. So Roy Wood, Roy Wood must have been there. appearing on some show or something. So he turns up. And we could see him from our office get out of his car. And he had a Volvo 760 saloon. Oh. The, the one with the very upright back window. Yeah, I do like the upright back window. It looks very Buick. Yeah. Uh, it looks very American of that era. Um, oh, and that's quite cool. Yeah, it's all Did isn't he it? saloon as well. Uh, he, he was, of course, I mean, this is, you know. <laughs> This is Roy Wood in very much his, you know... I mean, I don't know what era you would call it. The era of him still being Roy Wood, but obviously not <laughs> wizard on exactly. I don't know. Were they a touring entity at that point? Probably not. How is it? He um, probably made so much money in the 70s. I mean, I, it was before my time, really. But, I mean, I, I watched that video, the, the Christmas video, and you can tell he gets quite aggressive... In the middle, like like this is the fifteenth take, and he's really over it. <laughs> <laughs> angry, slightly angry Christmas. Go on, everyone, have a just have a fucking good just Christmas, will you? Just fucking good Christmas. And there's okay, you lot, take it. In other words, like like this is the sixth time I've asked you children to sing, and if you don't do it now, I'm going to go and drink gin, really <laughs> hard, and then I'm going to come back on stage and just smash something up. Um. I just typed in Roy, Roy Wood, Wood car. He's had some motors, I believe. Something interesting has come up. A, a Bentley Mulsan S. Uh, the advert is written in a really weird way. Bentley Mulsan S Style 8 V8. I don't know what they're trying to say here, but it's a, it's a 1989. Oh, it's a Bentley 8. Okay, but it's been... Uh, this is, yes, anyway. Just oh. seven owners from new six previous owners and in excellent condition having been very little used including by the most recent owner musician Mr Roy Wood of Wizard Notoriety <laughs> Notoriety <laughs> uh, He'd owned it since 2008 It's as nice as a current ad Oh the my gosh was Dry stored for a period of blah, 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 blah. Oh. Yeah. I've okay, just typed so, in Roy Wood and the first hmm. thing that comes up is RoyWoodTransits.co.uk 
Um, I feel like Roy, it might be a different Roy Wood, but who Roy knows? Wood Transits are a family firm established in 1970 by Roy Wood, just five years after Ford launched the Transit. We are proud of the excellent reputation associated with this class-leading van and win much of our new business from personal recommendations. The <laughs> core of our vis- business is van sales. You don't say, because it's called Roy Wood Transits. Um, there you go. We specialise in graffiti removal, uh, uh, oversized Luton bodies and specialist tail lifts. And we also use our engineering creativity to play. Roy Wood was one of the first people to fit a three litre V6 into a transit in the 70s. There you go. Um, That's not the Roy Wood I was expecting. No, well, I mean, or is it? Although, no, I Although, although maybe is it? Maybe Roy Wood is driving around in one of those um, MST vans, the um, Malcolm Wilson... Slightly jingle jangle rally inspired trains. Yeah, bolts. Do you know what? I, I, I love on social media that quite a few people are starting to use the term spolts. Yeah, when, when any mention of spolts is as mentioned. We, as we look back on the life of this podcast so far and on this year that we've just had. It's been uh, it's been a mixed bag, but we can certainly say with something approaching pride that we have introduced sports. Sports. Some kind of lexicon of some kind. So there we go. Um, it's just this constant battle of how to spell it correctly, and it changes well, by the week. It's like currency exchanges and or, or you know, pork, pork belly futures. You know, it's, it, it goes up and down. The spelling changes. It's very fluid. That's part of the part of the joy of sport. I wish it could be sport every day. Um, anyway, so well, as you know, as we sort of we, as we come to the the um, end of the year. Uh, we look forward to the next year. I was going to ask you what um, what your plans are in a sort of car-related way. My plans are... There's an open goal here for you to sell your Honda, by the way, so I'm going to encourage you to take Oh, yeah. So my, my, I, I, I'm, my Honda S600 Coupe has to sell. Uh, it's going up for sale. Um, it's going up for auction, actually, probably. So around about when this comes out. Um, and... The monkey bike of the same year. I have got a rather interesting um, 2021 project, which um, I haven't given details on yet. But it's a very nice, quirky Japanese uh, Tokyo taxi, ex Tokyo taxi Nissan Cedric that runs exclusively on LPG. Does That's, it run exclusively on LPG? Yes, it only has an LPG tank. You can't run it on anything else. Yeah. Oh my god! I didn't know that. Is that? Yeah, a nuisance or not? It's actually okay because the tank is massive. I was a bit worried at first that it didn't have a very good range, and I quickly realised I think it has about six hundred kilometre range. Um, It's it's colossal. The 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 the, the bottle in the back is colossal. Um, So yeah, is that the law? Do do Tokyo taxis have to run on LPG, or is it just something that they choose? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and they have done for years. Oh, right. so so that car is one of those instances where it's an old model obviously they keep making a bit like the Ford Crown Vic and then towards the end mm. of its life they only make them for fleet you yeah. can't we can't buy one of them you have to buy dozens of them I guess well yeah, yeah I was quite fascinated by features. this because every car no matter whether it's just sold to fleets or what have you still has to have 
at least somebody within a car company who is sort of technically responsible for it you know say there's a recall or something like that there is usually a you know a, a, what they would call a program team associated with a car or it's like you know there'll be model year updates that just have to happen for legislation reasons or what have you and I was always fascinated by the Crown Vic and its dotage because I was like, I just imagine there's some poor fucker deep within Ford's office in Detroit <laughs> who is solely responsible for the Crown Vic because everybody so. else has lost interest and gone to work on other things. And I mentioned this once uh, to somebody who said, no, that is definitely true. That is how it works. Because at one point in the 90s or early 2000s, the old shape Land Rover Defender there were two blokes at Land Rover who were responsible for it, and that was it. Everybody else had basically moved Given on. up. It was assumed the car would be killed off quite soon. But so there were just these these two blokes in an office in Solihull who were the defender team in case anything came up. And they hatched this plan to keep it alive by um, slicing the body shell down the middle and widening it a little bit to give it more elbow room. And they thought they could they could rejuvenate the defender. And they, they had one, well, they tried to make one, and it got scuppered because um, it would have been too expensive to have all the extra bits you'd have needed, like new windscreen and tailgate glass and grill and all these other bits. They could have done the tin bashing bit because it was made in an old-fashioned way, but making other bits wider to suit, they couldn't quite make it stick. And they would have kept the same overall width because they had deleted the wheel arches, extensions, rather. How strange. Didn't yeah. know that. Didn't know yeah. that. And it was just these two blokes, two men in an office in Solihull, just a bit bored because they had nothing to do. But that's the thing. It's always I'm fascinating find to me. Out these now. cars, these end of life cars, or these ones that are sort of, you know, they've just settled into basically, they're sort of, they're being brought to a dignified end, but, but it just dwindles. Well, and the people Crown keep Vic's ordering them. Example. That's the thing, isn't it? People go, well, yeah. I, I, can I just get another 200 though? And then another person says the same. And before you know it, you've got. You're going to have to just press the button on another couple of thousand of them. It's like, oh, for goodness sake. It's well, like the, VW trying to wind the Beetle down and it never quite yeah. happened for years. Yeah, because it's, it's like, you know, it's like I always try to say to my, my son when he goes, he come over from school and go, you know, infinity's the biggest number. And I'd be like, yeah, well, it's a bit more complicated than that because whatever number you think of, you could add one to it and then it would be a bigger number. So there's no such thing as the biggest number because you could always add one to it or 10 to it or 100 to it. And, it's the same with trying to stop making the Beetle. Right, we're going to stop tomorrow. Oh, seven people have ordered them today. Bollocks! All right, day after tomorrow. <laughs> uh, just another two orders in. Darn! Pagani so Zonda true. seems to suffer from the same problem. But oh, yeah, Horatio. More he's, rarefied he's, level. He is irate. Horatio is just, he's cross all the time. He's running around like that, you know, like that um, white painted man that's the nemesis of Pink Panther. But I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I've forgotten the name of it. I think the character does have a name, but he's basically a very simply uh, um, sketched man that's just painted yeah. whitewashed with, I think, two hairs on the top of his head. He's mm. always incredibly stressed out. That's Horatio Pagani, and he's just win, <laughs> just windmilling around after drinking espresso, just going, "I can't fucking believe it. People still want that really old one. I'm yeah. not going to build anymore. That is it. Now I'm." cross and if anybody if the phone rings in the next like 10 minutes and somebody inquires about any parts any anything to do with the zonda i'm just going to give them both barrels and the phone will ring and go hi it's um some wealthy guy from yeah, the uae Lewis hamilton here i really want yeah. a zonda please uh, you can fa- oh, oh <laughs> mr <laughs> hamilton yes uh, of course what well, we purple one yeah no problem at all of course i've got the um i've got 
the uh, the Sultan of Brunei on the other line. Just hang on a sec. You want what? Oh, for f- yes, of course, your Sultancy. Yes. Oh, yeah. You want what? A, a, a rainbow a rainbow weave th- throughout yours, and you want three <laughs> others for your friends. Oh, for crying yeah. in a bucket. Okay. <laughs> and another one as well for your wife, and two more for your brother. Okay, yeah, fine. He's, I'll just keep making it. It's the the never ending Zonda. <laughs> I think that in the end, Horatio Pagani's just going to go full Reggie Perrin and fake his own death. I mean, just, because, it, just it, to it, stop just, the Zonda saga, just to stop having to make Zondas. Stop having with you people. I mean, Harry Metcalf tried to help him out by selling his so that the, 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 it wouldn't get talked about so much. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but while the, also putting another Zonda into the into the market so that someone wouldn't order a new one. But then they went, oh. I do like Zondas. But unfortunately, uh, it tripled in value, them. and so everyone went, yeah. oh, maybe now's the time to buy Zonda before it triples again. No, don't do that. No, we no. don't make Zondas, apart from these two we're making for those rich people who were angry yesterday. <laughs> Damn it. Or he'll just go overnight, he'll just absolutely just flip, and he'll start giving away Zondas. Just to, just to, just to cheap. Just to cheap. Well, like those super rich people who just go mad and start throwing money out of a, just a, a tower block window in movies. Yeah, just yeah, handing yeah. marble statues out to passers-by and stuff. <laughs> you know, just like, and, and, and oil paintings that are priceless. Yeah, it'll just um, go, right, that's it. I'm going to give away five Zondas in the next 24 yeah. hours, and that's going right, to cheapen the everyone's, market. I'm, I'm giving Zondas to people, so now Zondas are going to become worthless. So there's no point in buying one unless you really want one. Oh, you do really want one. Damn, okay, <laughs> fine, I'll make you one. <laughs> hey, it's the when will this nightmare end? Victim of his own success. Ah, yeah. I'm going to go back to Lamborghini or wherever I came from. Was it Lamborghini? I think it was. Yeah. I can't remember. Damn it. Yeah. So there's, that's the story of... Of Horatio, yeah. the Horatio uh, Horatio Pagani's uh, living nightmare of never-ending Zondas. The um, Horatio, it's Horatio, it's Horatio, it's Horatio. Horatio Pagani is um, his full name. Low low Horatio gearbox. I don't know what. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's really low Horatio gearbox. That's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was his nickname at school. It's it's all it's all predestined. The Crown Vic. Um, uh, speaking of this, though, they had a bit yeah. of a thing with that when they said well, that's it, we're going to stop making them. They had a massive run on orders of that because they did um, have a flurry. People all got scared. The police fleets and the cab fleets across the US suddenly went, "Oh shit, we 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 want them and we want to stockpile yeah. them." The reason being, they had all the parts. Yeah. So in terms of running a fleet, it was just cheaper to keep yeah. running Crown Vics. It's not because they were good police cars compared to the new stuff. They're just they had all the no, the infrastructure's already there. And shizzle. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. They're cabs, scared of making rash decisions with fleet markets, and the police apparently bought uh, lots of Rover P6s for that reason. I think when um, Rover changed from the P6 to the SD1. Yeah, and then the senator, the egg crate grill senator, um, yeah. the last. Well, now, you see, I tried to get to the bottom of this story for my Boring Car Trivia books, and I've never been able to get a credible, solid answer on it. But the the urban legend is that GM said, we're going to stop making the senator, and British police forces went, shit, we'd like a load more, please. And they so, started rioting. They started rioting. They literally, and they, but they had riot shields as well, so quite an intimidating sort of... They threw bricks out of their own windows from inside 
<laughs> released CS gas and one on and one riot one riot squad who were off shift had to deal with the riot squad that were on shift because they were rioting. <laughs> the senate, the senator riots of the mid nineties. It's well known. Senate very ugly. Oh, and it's so complicated as well. So yeah, so complicated. Well, whose side are you on? I don't know. Both of but them. These people are very bulky these days, aren't they? Like not not physically, but their uniforms. They're just like if you ever have you ever been in sort of like in a smallish space with a police officer. <laughs> they're like yeah, it's like there's a lot going on. A, yeah, they've got all that sort of stuff, like gubbins on their uniforms. Their uniforms seem to make them sort of like twice the size that they really are inside, like sort of superheroes. But and I don't know how much is deliberate to make them seem like sort of more intimidating presences, but. If you're trying to get down a corridor that's quite narrow past a police officer... You can't. You can't. They're too bulky. It's, I mean, it's it must be really hard to run in that ship. It kind of reminds me of when when my, when my I first became a parent and you got to take a lot of baby-related paraphernalia around with you. And I remember several times I was like, that's, I said to my wife, that's it. I'm not taking a rucksack out today. I'm just going to... I'll put what we need in, my, in our pockets. I just don't want to carry lots of bags. I'm fed up with it. Yeah, and of course you quickly realise you've got to carry around so many things. You need a you need to cope with a lot of pockets. Yeah, and I, oh, I, ju- and I just look like a rubbish um, undercover policeman with all the paraphernalia, but just not <laughs> in its official. <laughs> if I was to fall over, I'd really hurt myself because there's loads of just sharp implements in my own yeah, pockets. I forgot. For some reason, I've got nail scissors in a breast pocket, and now I've just punctured a lung. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> Oh man, oh, don't get me started on that. Um, what were we saying? Oh yes, no, your um, your uh, 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 Tokyo taxi uh, is so that's your twenty twenty one project. Um, we're gonna are we gonna yeah. meet up and I go for a little ride in that car and hopefully do a little video. On we it are Richard for next year. We are yeah. So that's, there's so there's nice. that and I'm gonna I, I'm I'm I was gonna finish it this year. I am going to finish the Chevrolet Impala, uh, the Dodge unless I um, go completely bankrupt is staying and the Jimny will stay and probably get a few more mods and the Figaro's going EV oh yeah uh, so there's ex- there's, there's, there's some exciting things but I mean I, I, I've tried, I can't plan too far ahead but I, I'd like to and um, hopefully I've got a sponsor on board to um, mean that I, I do a little bit more than break even which would be nice be really nice and uh, and then one day, hopefully, this podcast might make us some money and we can go out and buy that unbelievably hideous but fantastic limousine that seems to appear <laughs> on, on, with pictures on Facebook, mm. which I just think is you and I in a car. Like, that is it for us. I, yeah, We've made um, it. I'm still holding out for the old V8 Sherpa ambulance that we turn into a mobile studio that never goes anywhere because it's broken permanently I, I, I feel like that's is that's it very my, high idol that's my dream yeah, yeah. oh it's yeah it does always sit a bit high on the idol um yeah i i uh, i did mention this on twitter the other day i just sort of vaguely floated the idea that we might do a patreon for this podcast and people seem to be broadly sort of on board with the idea because mm. uh, we are going to carry on this show in 2021 but obviously it has to in accountancy terms wipe its own ass because we're both <laughs> busy and we are also both self-employed so um yeah if we could make it at least sort of pay for itself a little bit that would be nice so we may be troubling you uh to put your hands in your pockets if you enjoy the show if you don't enjoy the show then um I don't Do you know what I was going to say was if if for the price 
uh, of a an extremely rancid cup of coffee mm. um, um, a week. So if you, I don't know if you've ever been to like one of your kids' like school fates, or you've been to a, a um, I don't know, a little family get together where there's only instant coffee. Yeah, uh, I'm starting to sound like a coffee snob, but hear me out. Uh, where you and, and you think, well, the money's ultimately going to charity, so it's okay. And you give your eighty p or your one pound, mm. and you you look you look at the coffee and you just think, I'm just not going to drink that. I'm going to walk around with it in my hand for a bit and then put it down. If for the same price you get a Smith and Sniff a week, I think that's fairly good value. I'm just going yeah. to put that out there. That's a yeah. hell of a sales pitch. I, I think that's a sales pitch, but ultimately what I was going to say is also we're, we're not expecting everybody to like pay money to listen to Smith & Sniff at all. No, it's. Not, I mean, I think it's totally Patreon optional. is quite good, isn't it? Because it's just, you could say, look, if you enjoy this and you, you're feeling generous, we appreciate your throwing a couple of coins into our begging bowl, but um, yeah. it just helps us to carry on doing it and justify doing it because um, we are both self-employed and we both need to earn money somehow. I realised we've done Smith and Sniff in video and podcast form, mm. ob- obviously FOC. Well, it's actually cost mm. you and I money because that's how good we are at business. It's cost us money to make a free <laughs> video Well, yeah, because we got that watch people. sponsor for the for the videos, but then we yeah. blew it all on having them edited by someone who knows how to edit properly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So we didn't, of... we've never made any money, <laughs> Yes, ever. Rest assured, if you're thinking, well, I'd like to give those guys some <clears> money, but they're always crapping on about these cars they've got, so they're clearly loaded. No, we're not, and we are incredibly bad at business. And, and rest assured, we have never made money off of Smith and Sniff, no, never, because my wife—that's why my wife hates me for it. She she doesn't ever listen to Smith and Sniff on principle because it's never made it, me us any money. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> she that, said she a, will listen to it on the day when it makes money. Okay, that's well here we said. go then. So, 2021, we will be back. We're going to be back. We're going to take a couple of weeks off. Uh, we'll be back on the 11th of January. That's the plan at the moment. Um, full of, of of vim and vigor and determined to spite Johnny's wife. So there will be a Patreon, I think, in the new year. And if you want to force Johnny's wife, who some of you may have seen in um, in, in a couple of Johnny's videos, uh, if you want to to force her to listen to this podcast <laughs> uh, out of spite, then please do give us some money. <laughs> We but, might even record her. Maybe you could video her while she's forced to listen to I, it I, with I, headphones I'm, on. You don't hear what she's hearing. You'll just see her face as it gradually becomes more and more despairing. The eyes will the roll. kind of absolute arse water that we tend to cover <laughs> on this show. Um, arse water is note, what I call that really healthy coconut water. <laughs> because you know the stuff what? I mean where you can't decide whether it tastes okay or not but what, you like know it's smell, the smell underneath a, a leather watch strap yeah it's no because oh, you bought me a bottle of it once when we were out and about last year oh yeah and then went here I bought you this try it it's not very nice which is as sales pitches <laughs> go it's pretty much it's a bit like a Useless. post. It's a little sort of a post Joe Wicks workout scrotal um, <laughs> secretion. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, okay, just well, that, that rounds out the set. We did earwax. We've done the smell of snot, and now here we are. With, yeah, little um, bit of post workout secretions. <laughs> um, it's a good time to bring this it's into. Very John Peel though. Oh, we didn't. Yes, I, uh, our other contribution, I suppose, aside from sport, sport, I get messages if we don't if we don't spot a John Peel band name and call it out on the podcast. Um, people people send messages 
saying, "Oh, you oh. missed a sitter there." Which, um, which, and now I, I what, what did you say? Scrotal residue or something? Um, scr- <laughs> scrotal secretions? Or <laughs> all right, live in session tonight. We've got three tracks from Scrotal Secretions. Ah, a little Christmas <laughs> treat for you there. It's not I'm a not Christmas really sure. treat. It's on at the right speed. Uh, okay, Jules uh, really there, there was some supporting Jules Zone Climate who are um, fantastic. <laughs> very, very, they stand up for what they believe in. Low Horatio gearbox. Yes, um, <laughs> we've been quite a few. Take your pick. Uh, and and on that note, do uh, do keep writing in, sending us messages on Twitter, uh, all of that sort of stuff. We do like to hear from you. And I apologise. I'm going to set up an auto reply on the email because we get loads of emails, and and I'd never really get the chance to reply to most of them. And we do obviously read some of them out on the show. But rest assured, they're all read. I promise you that I do read them all, and some of them are absolutely fantastic. And I've, I've saved a few that we will. In a future show, I'll read out as a couple of really good stories that I've been sent, um, which are worth sharing. Um, in the meantime, though, we really should bring this to an end, and uh, I will do so by telling you three things. One, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel called The Late Break Show, full of many excellent videos for your entertainment. Go on there right now. You will see a test of the Fiat 500e, and what was the new thing that you just did? I did some modern modifications to my wife's Suzuki modern, Jimny. Your Jimny with your brother, yes. And, but and also, and I'm going to reveal this now, I think when this mm. comes out, you will have a fresh uh, late break show idle chat, which will be um, a sit-down chairs chat in a very special place with two British touring car legends, Jason Plato and Matt Neal, arch rivals in the room, in the brown chairs, on video. Uh, what else would I have? Yes, the second thing I have to tell you is that I still have a book out, two books, several books really, but, but the one I'm, I'm hawking like a cheap hooker is um, Boring Car Trivia Volume 2, which is still available through Amazon, uh, probably too late now to get it for Christmas, but get it anyway because um, it's full of very arcane information about cars, if you like that sort of thing. And uh, the third thing I have to tell you is that Merry Christmas Everybody by Slade is often regarded as the quintessential British Christmas hit, but it was actually recorded in New York City at the height of summer. Is that true? Yeah, and better yet, uh, to get the vocal sound thereafter, with a sort of a lot of space and reverb on it, they ended up recording in the corridor outside the studio, which was in a tower block in New York City, uh, which is surrounded by offices. So there were people walking by, going to their offices, whilst Noddy Holder and the rest of Slade were shouting about Christmas in Midlands accents in at the, the height of a heat wave in that- New York. How strange. So it would have felt very un-Christmassy to have watched that pan out. Very un-Christmassy, yeah. September, I think it was September 1973 they recorded that song. Um, I it did was, some research for this one and everything because I was like, oh, I better do a Christmassy fact at the end. So there we it go. was you that influenced me to t- tell my daughter, because you found online that one where someone has sung that whole song using the first line. Oh, yeah. And she, thinks, she still thinks it's hilarious. In fact, when we started putting the Christmas decorations up this year, that's what she said. She said, can we listen? Are you hanging up? You're stuck in You know there's on one as well. There's, someone's done one. You know, sort of using the, the amazing power of, um, of computers these days, you can do you know, sort of auto-tune stuff so that you can distort the melody to fit differently someone's done don't you want me by the human league but where it's just you are working as a waitress in a cocktail bar over and over again but with to the rest of the melody of the song it's deranged brilliant but but i I would still urge you to go and uh, listen to it on youtube if you're bored um thank you ever so much for listening 
to not just this podcast, but all of these podcasts uh, throughout the year, or certainly since we started this earlier in the year, um, your support does mean a great deal to us and all of your messages and things are very kind and um, we will do more of this again in 2021 yeah thank you so much and I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and if you are indeed driving over Christmas drive carefully Merry Christmas everyone see you next year bye bye goodbye Are you hanging up your stuff? No, 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 no. Are you hanging please, up your stuff? I, I need to, sir. I need to get to my office, please. No, sir. Can you stop? Why are you sir? hanging up right. your stocking <laughs> on your wall? Are you hanging up your stocking <laughs> on the fucking wall? Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.